This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara, featuring Pat Boyle and the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's DA. All right, and a happy Thursday to you, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. You can always watch the proceedings at WatchDA.com. That's mobile-friendly. Also on YouTube, on the CBS Sports Radio channel, and on Twitch as well. We mentioned that University World Games in China where there was a 100-meter sprint and one of the female runners ran agonizingly slow, clocked in 22 seconds in the 100-meter dash, which is like 10 seconds slower, twice as long as the other people in it. And it turns out, she is the niece of the country's Ministry of Youth and Sports. <laughs> she had no training in sprinting, none whatsoever. She was not a runner, but she was the niece of somebody very high up in the nation's so- sports committee. And so now there's a whole controversy there. And the video is pretty amazing because she actually skips over the finish line. So she's having a good old time. But she was not a sprinter, not trained to sprint, was just there kind of as an accidental tourist, if you will. Our next guest is the head coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks. And how about the Gamecocks landing some elite talent on the recruiting trail? They have seven different players recruited for the top 300 ESPN list. And most recently, Dylan Stewart, 6'5", 245-pound defensive lineman, the 15th highest-rated recruit nationally, number 15 of the nation, just committed there the other day. So things are cooking on the recruiting trail for Shane Beamer, and he joins us this morning on the show. Coach, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Doing great. Hey, I know you can't talk about specific recruits, but I do want to know you guys have had success on the recruiting trail. What are you selling? What is the message that's been so effective to recruits that you've been using? Yeah, it helps that I was here before as an assistant coach with Steve Spurrier, 2007, 8, 9, and 10, where we had, you know, a pretty a pretty good amount of success and recruited some great players. So being able to talk about and, and, and what we had done in the past, and but know how we did it as well has been beneficial. And then for us, it's just, you know, it's it's a lot. we got a great city here, Columbia, the capital of South Carolina. Uh, University of South Carolina is a great school, uh, great academics. 
unbelievable fan support. Uh, we've won national championships in other sports, whether it be our baseball team or most recently with Don Staley and our women's basketball team. So we've won championships in other sports. Um, you know, it's a place that just loves football. And we have all the things that we need to be successful. We've made strides in our first two seasons here at Carolina. we got a lot of work to do, but, you know, we've certainly got a lot of momentum going, and that resonates with uh, high school prospects and their families. Dylan Stewart being the most recent, but Cam Pringle, also one of the top offensive linemen of the country, also part of the potential recruiting class. So good momentum on the recruiting trail. I also wonder about that growth that you had mentioned. Year one for you guys, for you at the helm, three and five of the SEC, seven wins overall. Last year, four and four in the SEC, eight wins overall. So uptick by a win in both categories. Where do you feel you guys can be this year if the growth continues? Yeah, we've got to continue to progress. Obviously, we're about to uh, play the toughest schedule in the country, what I feel, opening up in North Carolina, finishing with Clemson and eight SEC games in between. So we're excited about that challenge. We have a lot of work uh, to do. It's year three. We're still early in this tenure as far as what we're going to do as a program, the way that we're recruiting the best days of Carolina football are, are in front of us. But for us to make to take that next step, there's a lot that we have to be better at. You know, I've talked about it, but offensively, we, we turned the ball over way too much last season. We've got to cut down on turnovers. We've got to be able to run the ball and stop the run more effectively than, than what we've done uh, the last couple of seasons and, and just be more consistent. You know, we you may not offensively go out and score 50 or 60 points every single night, but uh, we've had some really poor performances uh, offensively in particular. We've just got to be more consistent as a team. That starts with me. But our guys are hungry to, to show that eight wins is not the ultimate goal here. Their work ethic since January has been fantastic and eager to get started with practice tomorrow morning. South Carolina's Shane Beamer joins us here on the show. There are winds of change around college football. This week it's conference realignment. Potentially it's dramatic conference realignment. How nice is it to put your head on the pillow and know you're part of the SEC and you don't have to worry about all those conversations? It's great. I was literally thinking about that driving home uh, yesterday evening, to be honest with you. I mean, you sit there and you look around and you got schools that are trying to lead the conference they're in, actively campaigning to get in other conferences publicly. Uh, and the good news is every single one of them would come to the SEC in a heartbeat if the Southeastern Conference wanted them in it. And uh, there's a reason Texas and Oklahoma, they could have gone anywhere in the nation. They chose to come to the SEC, it's the best conference in America. And I'm fortunate to be a part of it, fortunate that we have a fantastic leader in Greg Sankey, our, our commissioner. But certainly you named, or you nailed it. I mean, there's winds of change all over college athletics. And, and right now to be in a conference that has this, the stability uh, that we do and is very forward thinking and not, you know, in all sports, not just football is really uh, uh, a great one recruiting tool for us to be able to sell this conference. Uh, but then also just uh, the, the security that it, that it provides uh, long term for, for our athletic department. You mentioned the non-conference schedule includes North Carolina and Clemson, two very, very good teams. Fans love those because they're big events. Coaches, I'm sure, have headaches over them because two of the non-conference schedule are really, really tough games. And other coaches, other ADs, stack non-conference schedules with what they think are easy wins. So from a coaching standpoint, do you like the idea of playing against some of the best in the non-conference, even though you have a brutal SEC schedule? Or 
do sometimes you go, boy, you know, we could have made things a little bit easier on us if we had a different non-conference schedule. Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, you know, one of the core values of this program is, is competition. So I'd be a fraud if we didn't want to play a tough schedule. And I think our players look forward to that. And I know they do. And it certainly makes when you're opening up with a marquee opponent like North Carolina, it certainly makes the month of August. Uh, there, there's even more urgency that's created by it, you know, and I'm all for playing a tough schedule. We certainly have to be uh, smart as we schedule going forward. And it's not just this year. I mean, we've obviously opened up in North Carolina, but we play Clemson every single season. Uh, we've got future games with, you know, Miami, NC State, North Carolina, Virginia Tech that I know of going forward. So, uh, and like I said, we play in the toughest conference in America. We're at eight games right now, and and that's a bear. But, you know, we uh, we love the competition. We welcome the competition, but we also realize it's a long season. It's getting longer with the college football playoff expanding in 2024. So certainly us and, and everyone in this country, all of our, and everyone in our conference has to be you know, smart about how you're scheduling and make sure that you're, you know, giving yourself the opportunity to uh, play your best football at the end of the season. South Carolina head coach Shane Beamer is our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. College football season just around the corner. I heard you at SEC Media Days mention that, hey, when you were hired, you weren't the hot name. You weren't the hot coordinator that pops up every year getting this job, that job. And I wonder did you use that or do you still use that as a chip on your shoulder motivation for the next round of work, the next effort you can put in? Um, does it, does it fuel you to, to become a better coach? No, it does. Uh, I feel like I've always, you know, had somewhat of a chip on my shoulder, if you will, just because of my last name. And I got into coaching in the year 2000 and um, back then, uh, because my last name is Beamer and my dad's Frank Beamer, the Hall of Fame coach at Virginia Tech, there was the perception that the only reason I got hired as a, as a graduate assistant at Georgia Tech, which was my first job in coaching, was because my name was Beamer. And any job that I've gotten throughout my career, um, you know, whether that's real or not, I've, I've created that chip on my shoulder. And, and uh, you know, I'm a competitor by heart. And so I don't know if it fuels me as much, you know, maybe as I did when I was an assistant or in my younger days, but certainly, um, you know, realize you realize that the position that you're in right now, it's a high profile job. I get it. There's a lot of stress and anything that I can use to help fuel myself or this, the, the team I'm, uh, I'm going to I'm going to. What's the stress level like knowing in a couple of weeks you open up against Drake May, who is one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, 7.30 Eastern time at ABC against UNC, a ranked Tar Heels team? Yeah, what a, uh, what a player he is, um, what a talent he is, and, and what a really good team that we're playing. But it's, it's exciting. You know, we welcome that. And he's a, you know, Coach Mac Brown's got a fantastic team, fantastic program. Uh, had a heck of a season last year. I know they didn't finish the way they wanted, but there's a lot of excitement about uh, the Tar Heels this year. It's a lot of excitement about us here at South Carolina. And, uh, that's going to be an electric atmosphere up in Charlotte, you know, right in the middle of both campuses and for uh, between us and neutral site game. That I know we've, we've sold out our ticket allotment already here at South Carolina, but uh, it's going to be an awesome night. It's going to be a big challenge. Uh, we got a lot of work to do before then, but uh, what a what an opportunity to to go up against you know what many say is going to be the, the number one or number two pick in the NFL draft next spring. 
Gamecocks have some big events. They open up, as coaches talked about, in Charlotte against UNC, 7.30 Eastern time on ABC, nationally televised event week one. Week three is at Georgia, two-time defending champs, and that's at 3.30. That's the middle of the day window on CBS. And then two weeks after that is at Rocky Top, Neyland Stadium against number 11, Tennessee. Time to be announced. So you'll see a lot of South Carolina on your TV screens, and for good reason, coming up in the first couple of weeks of the season. Head coach Shane Beamer joining us after the eight-win season last year, building momentum and a lot of success on the recruiting trail. Well, Coach, congratulations on the success thus far. We appreciate the time very much this morning, and hopefully we can catch up during the football season as well. Yeah, we'd love to. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate the great work you do and hope to see you in Columbia soon. Go Gamecocks. Appreciate it. Shane Beamer, head coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks, joining us this morning on the program about that first five weeks. UNC at Georgia at Tennessee. Furman is in there in week two as a breather in between UNC and Georgia, but then you get Mississippi State at home as your SEC schedule begins. And he wasn't joking when he's talking about the toughest schedule in college football. Open up non-conference against North Carolina. Close against Clemson in the rivalry game. In between, you've got the SEC East schedule, which you always get, but also your crossover games. You've got Texas A&M in there. And if A&M could ever put it together, they're obviously a, a really difficult team to beat. And that one is at Kyle Field at College Station with a lot of talent, obviously, coming through that program. So nothing easy, nothing easy this year for South Carolina. We appreciate Shane Beamer's time, certainly. It is a thirsty Thursday, and Big Lar is toasting to his wife. She's donating a kidney to my father. You're an amazing woman. Man, I love you. I could not donate to having blood treatment in the past due to having blood treatment in the past. She stepped up, no hesitation. Hashtag Booskies. Booskies. That's an awesome story, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. John and PA toasting Tom Doyle's Mraz impression. Chef's kiss. Mwah. Mraz might not be playing checkers, but Tom's playing chess. Hashtag toast them. Tom Doyle. Wait, I, I did a Mraz impression? I think by not knowing some basics like manatees don't have gills. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sitting in the chair. Yes, that was uh, that was intentional. Sparks Gang says, what up, fellas? I'm toasting the start of football season 13 days before our middle school team start off the season in our city. Big expectations this year. We're coming for everyone. Hashtag Raiders versus everybody. Toast them. Hashtag toast them. Booskies. Coach Ryan tweets, boy, I never thought I'd see Bogish defending the good guy and Pete the body demolishing him. Talking about Mraz now admiring Betty White's work. Zach tweets, you all need to keep Mraz's name out of your mouths. You all sound like scorned lovers. Mraz is a genius, and you are lucky he performed for you. Excuse me? <laughs> genius? Is this Mraz talking? <laughs> lucky he performed for Performed? Us. What, did he perform on Broadway? Larry is OSU fan. He says, terrible take on Mraz, DA, considering three years ago you hated children. I would just like to clear my name on this. I don't want it to be attached to my name that I quote. Might be a good time to do that. Hated kids three years ago. I think that's kind of manipulating the truth here. 
What I said at the time was I was sick and tired of kids and pets on Instagram and splashed over Facebook and social media. I wasn't anti-children. I don't want to be known as the guy in America that's anti-babies and anti-puppies. That's not a good brand. Big difference. that 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 was not my take. I wasn't anti-children. I just said I was exhausted of the pictures of kids and pets and food on social media. Different. A little different than hating babies and hating puppies and hating America. Okay? Please. Please. (laughs) I think you added the America part. (laughs) (laughs) Well, puppies and babies are America. I don't want to be known as that guy. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're toasting to the good life. I feel alive. Ah, ah, ah. We are feeling good and doing well. How many beers ago? Uh... Probably a thousand. It's the DA Show's Thirsty Thursday. Celebrating with some booskies. Booskies! We appreciate you being with us. It is a Thirsty Thursday. We're toasting to the good stuff. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Listen to us at hundreds of affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Also on Sirius XM Channel 158. And as well, hump, as well on the free apps. <laughs> The Odyssey app and the free CBS Sports app. Pat Boyle is in for, Mar- I said Mraz, but in for the executive producer role now. <laughs> can't say Mraz anymore. So he can lead us off. Okay, Boyle, who are you toasting to? Oh, DA, I got to toast the beautiful people of San Diego, which is another contrast to the former producer uh, and the rivalry he made with that city. I would like to reconcile that with a toast to the beautiful city, the beautiful people of San Diego. I went there last week. Um, we are on 97.3 The Fan right now in San Diego, so shout out to them. And what a gorgeous city. I mean, what I, I had a beautiful oh, yeah. time. Awesome town. Went to a Padres game on Monday night. Toast the Padres, a team that's actually going for it, unlike another pathetic team with a big payroll that uh, happens to be in a certain city that we live in. Um Toast to Haseon Kim, because I love watching him play. He's tearing the cover off the ball. I call him Hot Sauce Kim. Because he's red hot right now. 
Uh, side, no toast to Fernando Tatis. I actually booed as loudly as I could for him uh, when I went to the game last Monday night because he sucks. He's a cheater. Um, he'll never be what he was before the steroids. So when I yelled out, this guy sucks, he should go back to using roids. I got some side eyes from the folks in San Diego. But that's oh, neither. So some loyal Tatis fan. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, toast to the Padres. Toast to the San Diego Zoo. What a gorgeous time. Gigantic place filled with yeah. wonderful animals and wonderful people. Um, also a toast to Snapdragon Stadium. Went there for a soccer game. Had a brilliant time. And just a couple of restaurants. Swami Cafe. El Chingon, the donut bar, mm. gorgeous, gorgeous, delectable food, beautiful time, L&L Hawaiian barbecue, a chain restaurant I had never heard of, and now I can't get enough of craving for it. So a big toast to a wonderful trip in San Diego last week and that beautiful city. All right, right Hashtag toast Awesome town. Bryce gonna lose, and the man he's gonna, gonna cruise. That's what's in. Even though that song sucks. Great town, and what a ballpark. I haven't been able to actually go to Petco for a game, but I've walked around it. There was no game the days that I was there, but boy, I've seen it on TV too. It's just absolutely st- stunning. Just a gorgeous, gorgeous ballpark. Great gas lamp district as well, right? Gas yes. Lamp Yes, yes, a lot of great restaurants. I mean, very lively. And I was there. They had Comic-Con finishing up on a Sunday when I was there. But even then, Monday, I was there Monday, Tuesday, pretty lively. Uh, and, you know, the weather, the weather is perfect every single day. Like, what, yeah. what more could you ask for? And, man, the water, the ocean, the beaches, it's, it's to die for. It's awesome. All right, Pete the Body, who are you toasting to? I am toasting to the D-Aliens, um, much like you did yesterday. I'm toasting to the D-Aliens who sent over a very generous gift for Carrie, my daughter, uh, upon her birth. And um, I, it just really hit my heart. And uh, I really appreciate you guys. It, it's very unsolicited. Uh, not not ne- No gifts needed at all. But uh, the the generosity and just the the thought uh, from our fans, uh, we love them. That's why we're here. And uh, we truly appreciate it. And thank you very much. So hashtag Booskies. Well said. Well said. I mean, a group of the aliens got together and pitched in for gift cards for the babies, for me and for Pete's baby. I mean, just above and beyond. You didn't have to do that. It is extraordinarily touching and generous. And uh, we couldn't believe it when we got the... We got the the mail and we opened it up. Can you believe this? This is unbelievable. So, yeah, truly a a, a really wonderful and and thank. We're grateful and thankful for it, but wonderful gesture. So thanks, everybody. AB, who are you toasting to? Dan, I'm going to toast my good buddy, Mike Yam. Uh, we are college friends. Mikey was in my wedding. He's crushing it now on NFL Network. Uh, and he recently added author to his uh, resume. Oh, really? Mike, We've had Yam on the show before. Yeah, Mike wrote a kid's book. It's called Fried Rice and Marinara. It's kind of a autobiographical as much as a book for toddlers can be because Mike, Mike's dad is Asian, his mom is Italian, hence fried rice and marinara. Then the story's about like choosing between lo mein and linguine and stuff like that. But, you know, in this day and age, there's a lot of mixed families. Um, so I think a lot of people can kind of hit on this story. So maybe Carrie, maybe sweet little AJ one day will read fried rice and marinara by my buddy oh, Mike yeah. Yam. So 
Booskies to him. Hashtag really cool. Postum. Booskies. Wow. All right. Right on, man. That is really cool. So Yammer, he doesn't have another book that he's written before. This is his first one. As far as, unless he snuck another one by me, this is the first one that I know of. By the way, just how talented was the group of people you were with at Fordham in the broadcasting industry? Yourself, Mike Yam, who is part of a number of national networks, but now, most recently, MLB? No, NFL Network now. NFL Network, rather, yeah. right? And Tony Reale, who's been the host of Around the Horn for like 20 years now. Yeah, it's the one show they apparently can't cancel at ESPN. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Costos, who yeah. has become a huge deal here within the company, and he's a great, great guy and a friend of the show as well. Does a lot of gambling stuff for BetQL and CBS Sports. Uh, also, Spiro Ditas, mm-hmm. who is a college basketball broadcaster and NFL broadcaster as well. I mean, am I missing anybody? Nah, that's Vin Scully. Well, that, Vin's a little bit older than me. That's so that that's the extent of the group when I was that's there. Uh, I mean, I'd add on Connell McShane, who some people might have seen on Fox Business as a reporter. He was there for a super long time, getting back into sports stuff now. Uh, Connell's super talented. It was a very good like five or six year stretch. And then was Ryan Rucco in your crew as well? No, Rucco is um, Rucco is, in my estimation, significantly younger than me because I feel super old. But we were never in school at the same time. Gotcha. Yeah, Rucco. I think Rucco's thirty-four. Yeah, he's almost ten years younger than me. Gotcha. And Rucco is kind of the the lead voice of the WNBA on ESPN. He does a lot of ESPN NBA games. He does Yankee games, right? Mets games as well regionally. So. He's obviously so. Yeah, your your crew was just crushing it. It still is crushing it. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, I am toasting to a quote that I heard Steve Cohen say yesterday. He's been getting beaten up, the owner of the Mets, about trading off all of these parts, and he said something that whether you agree or disagree with selling off these parts and Scherzer and eating the money. I I think it's the right move, but I I heard this quote and I said, I wish more owners and I wish more GMs and I wish more leaders of bad franchises would remember this. And he said, hope is not a strategy. And he cited that before the deadline, the Mets had a 12% chance of making the playoffs. And he goes, I wouldn't pay money. I wouldn't lay my money on that bet on those odds. I wouldn't tell you to lay your money on those bet on those odds. Hope is not a strategy. And I think it's so enlightening. Where Steve Cohen's coming from, and he's not a perfect owner, but he's a hedge fund guy. He's a numbers guy. It's all statistical data-driven analysis. When it comes to investments, portfolios to absorb, diversifying, this decision, that decision, when do you buy, when do you sell, what do you own, what do you pair off, it's all about the numbers. And what he looked at here was, we can be technically, let's say, five games out of the wild card, and we can keep pressing on, hoping that fans keep coming to the ballpark, people keep watching on TV, and that the players are still engaged or whatever, but he said... When you crunch the numbers, we have a 12% chance of making the playoffs. I'm not asking anybody else to bet on that if I wouldn't bet on that. That's hope. It's just strictly hope. And I understand the place for hope in sports. That's why every year I love opening day in baseball. Every year we all love kickoff week one of the NFL. It's why the beginning of seasons are beautiful. It provides hope. But it's not a strategy. 
And if you're an owner or a GM and you're employed to have a strategy of building a winner, hope doesn't cut it. Hope keeps making us, the sicko fans, come back for more without any pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. So I would prefer to have an owner look at things and say, now he's got to look at things and say, I want to win and what's our best chance of win because owners can look at the data and say, who cares? I don't care about winning. I just care about making money. But if you care about winning and you're looking at the data that says, our chances this year aren't good enough to make anybody else invest in us, so I won't do it. I applaud that. I want strategy. I want plan. I want this is how we're going to do it. This is how we do it. And then you execute it. And if it fails, you blow it up and you have a different plan. It doesn't mean you're helter-skelter every year, but it also means you don't just put it together, cross your fingers, and hope for the best. That's not a strategy. So I applaud that. I wish other owners and GMs would take that advice. Toast them. Booski. Hashtag toast them. Hope is not a strategy. Dixieland Dan tweets, I'm toasting the little old lady that cursed out the college girl in Kroger. College girl was on the phone, hit the old lady's basket, and the old lady said, really? Watch where you're going. I'm old, and I can't move fast, so get the hell out of the way. Hashtag badass old lady. Booskies. That's pretty great. Adam V, former bath guy, is toasting to brand new socks, in particular work socks. Wearing brand new socks and a pair of old work boots makes you feel like you're walking on a cloud. Hashtag Booskies. Booskies. You ain't wrong there, Adam. If you put on old work boots and you have old ratty socks on, you feel every last dent and divot and stain and sweat mark and piece of dirt or rock in there. But you put on a nice, clean, new pair of socks in there. Ooh, it makes it feel good. Rob of the 321 toasting to days off in the week as we wind down towards the beginning of the school year. I'm taking Kaylee and her bestie Olivia to the beach, then the zoo, and maybe some fat donkey ice cream. Hashtag Booskies. Booskies. Hashtag Toastum. All right, more Booskies and Mooskies coming up here on the show. It should be noted Roxy with an F really likes Pat Boyle in that chair. Says, congrats to my boy Pat. Looking pretty sweet in the executive producer chair. Now, this is the DA crew I've been waiting for. Hashtag Booskies to the Krewskies and hashtag Boyle is the man a T. Booskies. <laughs> yeah, side toast Ooh. to Roxy in San Diego. I forgot I left her out when I toasted the city. She's a wonderful lady. Should have hit her up on my visit because I didn't get any other action. Uh, Tom, Tom Doyle. Sounds like Roxy would enjoy having a manatee like. Rendezvous with you. <laughs> 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 right on the sand. Hey, hey. Welcome yeah. to San Diego. Mm. Mr. Bogues, his headlines. Mr. Bogues, what do we got? We mm. got Oregon and Washington, maybe Stanford and Cal. Those four schools on the Big Ten's radar as it mm. considers more expansion. If all four came, that would mean 20 Big Ten teams. Nothing apparently imminent, but could also come together quickly. We also have a meeting later today to seemingly discuss the athletic futures of Arizona and Arizona State, all as the Pac-12 struggles 
to lock in a lucrative media rights deal. The ACC has one of those, but it's not as lucrative as the Big Ten or the SEC. FSU President Richard McCullough said yesterday he'd have to recommend to the Board of Trustees that they leave the league if more money doesn't come in soon. Some estimates have ACC schools 30 mil annually behind Big Ten and SEC schools. The Astros won in the afternoon, so the Rangers had to win last night to stay atop the AOS. Going on the IL, missed a total of nine games. The 1-0 pitch is hit high and deep into right field. Going back is Colas. He gets to the track. He turns to look. It's gone. Welcome back, Corey Seager. First at bat off the IL, he clubs his 16th home run of the year to give Texas a 2-0 lead. Seager adding an RBI single. As you heard at the top of the clip there, he had missed nine games with a sprained thumb. I felt good during my lives, and at this point, um, like it was just it's kind of a pain tolerance thing, right? So I felt like I could go. They were okay with me going, so we went. And it went well. He and the Rangers rolling to an 11-1 decision over the White Sox. The Orioles lost in Toronto 4-1. The Rays lost at Yankee Stadium 7-2. So Baltimore stays a game and a half up in the AL East. The Dodgers dumped the A's 10-1 as the Giants were beating the Diamondbacks 4-2. So LA stays two and a half clear atop the NL West. And the Cubs hammered the Reds 16-6 the night after a 29-route. Chicago is the first team ever with 10 extra base hits, including five homers in back-to-back games. Yankees righty Domingo Herman has voluntarily entered inpatient treatment for alcohol abuse. He will not pitch again this season. Messi scored twice, and Inter-Miami reached the round of 16 in the League's Cup with a 3-1 win over Orlando City. For the first time ever, Germany fails to survive the group stage of the Women's World Cup. They played to a 1-1 draw with South Korea this morning, while Morocco surprised Colombia 1-0, so Morocco and Colombia move on. And Tom Brady, now a minority owner of Birmingham City, a soccer club in England's second division. TB12 also becomes the chairperson of the team's advisory board. He will work with players on multiple fronts, including nutrition and recovery. DA, back to you. Mm, Boy, celebrities buying soccer teams. It is just happening all over the place. And Maybe Wrexham started this whole thing. Maybe it happened before then, but it feels like everybody's investing in these soccer teams. I mean, LeBron invested in Liverpool, but is not the sole owner many, many years ago. This year, like last year, the best is right here on CBS. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, and a happy Thursday, Thursday to you, everybody. DA here on CBS Sports Radio. Watch the show on YouTube, as well as Twitch, as well as WatchDA.com. If you're watching right now, Cap has Pat Boyle up, who is sifting through a large bag of Taco Bell breakfast treats. Pat Boyle was the one that turned us on to the Taco Bell breakfast treats. And yesterday we had Wendy's come by, drop off some free stuff, and these guys danced a jig. I couldn't believe how happy they were. So since I'm at home doing the home studio show today, I said the least these guys deserve is a little bell breakfast after a good week. Guys have put in some hard work. So now we're watching Boyle on the stream go through the the winnings. (laughs) I don't know if that's a 
a look of what is that look here? Turn on your microphone. What is that look? That is a look of pure ecstasy. <laughs> I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you just cranked the vibes up to a thousand here <laughs> in this studio. I mean, this is a a gift from the gods. Carlos is looking through the glass. Carlos with a K is peering through the glass from beyond behind the studio, looking like a young boy at Christmas time, looking into FAO Schwartz, wondering if he can have that giant teddy bear. You want some of this, buddy? Oh, he's gone. I don't know where he went, but oh man, DA, this is this is a gift from the gods. Well, make sure you get Cap his stuff too, because he's the wizard is sitting in the back control room just pressing buttons and pushing levers. I want to make sure that he gets taken care of as well today. Oh, he absolutely will. But this is, I mean, this is the sweet nectar that dynasties are built on. <laughs> okay. So speaking of sweet nectar, Mraz knows that all too well. And he was the source of some disagreement, some, some criticism earlier in the morning. He has called in to defend his honor yesterday as part of his segment on the local side of things in New York, he made Betty White his number four ranked person he wanted to meet ever, ever, because he was admiring that she stayed alive for so long and she was so funny to so many people. And we quickly remember that there was a time on this show not long ago that he said Betty White sucks and that she smells like roast beef. And I was very upset that he disrespected a comedic legend like that. So I don't know how he flip-flops so dramatically. Merez is here to defend himself. You have the floor. <laughs> well, first of all, if there's any sign that I wasn't enabled on the DA show, Taco Bell breakfast the day after Carlos with a gut sifts through Wendy's, <laughs> yes, I think that I can safely say I'm on the pathway to losing Did weight now. Did you just yes. call Carlos with a K, Carlos with a gut? Yeah, I did call Carlos with a gut. That's, that's what right. came to my mind that's yesterday right. as he poured through a junior bacon. Uh, but back to Betty White. <laughs> Uh, look, I ran a play yesterday, okay? I ran a play, and I wanted to see if my new showmates would understand my type of humor. I underhandedly bashed a dead Betty White into saying, how could you live till 99 without exercising? And it went over every single person's head, and it would not have gone over your head, Pete's head, or Bogus's head. Yes, I put her at number four for a laugh, for a chuckle, but the whole premise was you made it to 99 and you were extremely basic like a fat woman. How did you do that? No, she and wasn't. She was not out of shape. What are you talking about? She looked like an ocean buoy her last 20 years. That is not right. Now, she was in her late 90s. She wasn't in the shape that she was in for, like, Golden Girls or the, you know, the yeah, shows she in was, 70s. She was always short and stubby. I never I looked at her and thought, you know, really healthy, you know? Well, on Golden Girls, which was the 80s and 90s, she was certainly in shape. Look, the, again, the point was it was Tiki Barber meeting Roger Goodell yesterday missing work. Who would you like to miss work to meet? And as an unhealthy person, I want to know how somebody makes it to 99 when they're not in great shape. That was the point. So she is inspiring to you because it makes you feel like you could do it. Yes. Does that mean I'm a fan of her work or I once didn't say she smelled like roast beef? No. Yeah, now no, but in, in the clip, no, in the clip you say she made people laugh. She was really funny. Did like she, you were, hold you on, were hold admiring on. her. Did she make people laugh? Yes. Yes or no? Yeah. Okay. Did I ever say she made me laugh? I don't remember the exact quote, yeah. but I believe you I was said careful she in my was words, very funny. I know, I know you guys are lurking. I was very careful in my words. She made people... People found it funny. 
and very clearly now learning that a lot of people don't find me funny. So people once found me funny. Uh, people found her funny at well, 99, what? and she was out of shape. Why didn't you add that you think that she sucks? Well, I, I mean, it's a very rapid segment. It's only supposed to be four and a half minutes oh, long. I could You said Sister Jean sucked? I slid that one in there, too. Another Easter egg. I'm planting Easter I'm glad you found that one. I'm planting Easter eggs. Uh-huh. I, I couldn't do 10 minutes of Betty White yesterday. It was quick. Bam, bam, bam. I'm a good little boy. I follow what the bosses say. They want, you know, basically everybody in the list to be about 40 seconds. There's only so much you can fit in. <laughs> no, you don't get to scoot away on this. You said that she sucked and smelled like roast beef on our show. And then yesterday you made her one of the top five people <laughs> you wanted to meet. And that's a pretty dramatic <laughs> flip. To meet because I'm going to die before 99. She made it to 99. I want to know her secret. That's why I want to meet her. What, you think uh, everybody meets somebody, uh, they interview or something like that, and they, they didn't once hate them or, or criticize them? Oh, come on. Everybody else lead on that with, I wouldn't lead with, hey, Betty, missing work to meet you. I once said you smelled like roast beef. I'd start with that other stuff, and then at the end I'd say, by the way, I wasn't the biggest fan of your work. Well, yeah, the, the other people on the list, Eli Manning, George W. Bush, are people clearly that you admire historical figures. No. They were, they were not people you disrespected like you did to Betty White. Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, who you bow at the altar of. Did you hear what I said about George W. Bush? I only want to ask him one question. Why pretzels is his football snacks that he choked on one like a doofus? So what are you talking about? The whole thing wasn't. This is the problem. Pete the body's got to listen to every word in Fiji and not just read a tweet. You know, Pete's too caught up with these interviews. I'll relax. He's giving you bad info. Uh, you know, enough of you. Enough of you and your garbage, please. I'm tired of it. Jeez. Is that Peyton that we hear in the back? Yeah, she told me to come here because I haven't fed her breakfast yet. I, let, I forgot okay. about it. All right, well, go feed Peyton breakfast. This was a really <laughs> low moment for you yesterday. No, it wasn't. And by the way, I'm starting to think like Bogus smells like roast beef. He stunk when I came in there yesterday. <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you later. Sure, goodbye. Ay, ay, ay. All right, hey, I wanted to get to this. Did you know Broncos and Jets week five is the start of when the league can flex games into Sunday night football? And so some are thinking, well, after the Sean Payton, Nathaniel Hackett stuff, Aaron Rodgers stuff, we definitely are going to get that on Sunday night football, right? Well, as Lee Corso might say, not so fast, my friend, because... Week five is actually an incredibly tasty Sunday night football game. Right now, Jets-Broncos is 425 Eastern on CBS. Sunday night is locked in, and unless something dramatic happens in a bad way in the first month of the season, like these starting quarterbacks get injured for the year or both teams are one win going into week five, we have Sunday night locked up. Sunday Night Football happens to be in week five, Cowboys-Niners. Some people think that could be an NFC Championship game preview. I don't. But Cowboys-Niners, rerun, rematch of last year's playoff game that ended on that ridiculous play where Zeke Elliott gets trucked. But look, you got the Cowboys, one of the most popular, if not the most popular team in the NFL. Niners who are clearly a Super Bowl favorite out of the NFC. You have stars. You have brands. 
You have big markets. You have the history of Dallas and San Francisco. They're not moving that game. So it just so happens if you wanted to watch Jets Broncos in prime time, it probably could have slid in there in a flex spot almost any other week, but not that week. Cowboys Niners. Now, the quarterback situation in San Francisco is such that that could be a little helter-skelter, whether it's Trey Lance, whether it's Brock Purdy, whether it's Sam Darnold, we'll see. But I don't think any of us believe that the 49ers are going to be 0-4 going into that game. My guess is that going into week five, neither season's gone lost yet. Maybe if Dak went down in week one and the Cowboys were sliding, although we saw them survive and maybe thrive without him last year. But how about that? Jets and Broncos week five would likely be flexed into Sunday night most weeks. And week five is the first time Sunday night can get a flex job. And they've got Cowboys Niners. So CBS is is dancing around like Pat and Carlos when free Wendy's or Taco Bell drops by. Woohoo! We got Cowboys Niners on Sunday night. So we get Jets and Broncos. They can't take it from us now. Woohoo! Now, right now, Boyle is shadow boxing. I'm uh, I'm on cloud nine right now, DA. What was it that put you there? I've only begun to scrape the surface. I had a hash brown patty. I still have a California breakfast crunch wrap that I am going to devour as soon as we get Mark Johnson on the air. <laughs> okay. And I think there's little cinnamon balls in there, too, for you guys. There are. I think those are going to go to Carlos with a K. Okay, that's fair. Fully Ohio is toasting to his dad. He's cleaning out the house and putting everything to the curb, including my old laptops. Now there's a rando in my DMs asking me, what's my old password? Thanks, Pops. Toast him. Hashtag toast him. Hey, I uh, took your old laptop off the street. Uh, can I have your passwords? Bouncing baby boy toasting to Patty B. He's the king of oinks. He's got the bad jokes and great manatee takes. Just give him the job already. Hashtag manatee life. Hashtag booskies. Hashtag toast Manatee life, baby. Manatee life. Ralph says booskies to my daughter's job for taking them out to the Guardians and Astros game on Tuesday where we witnessed the first left-handed no-no in Astros history. How about that? Toast them. That's cool. Free tickets and you got a no-no out of it. I've paid for a lot of hundreds of games, never gotten a no-no. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.